Welcome to As the Story Grows. I'm Brian Patton. Today we welcome Kevin and Ken from diet punk band Guardrail to the podcast. Guardrail released content back on July 7th via Open Your Ears Records. The guys discussed the origins of diet punk, their lifelong friendship, which led to Guardrail, being content creators as much as musicians, and more. Links to content will be in the show notes. There will be a bonus pod on Saturday, so make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcast service of choice. Enjoy today's chat with Kevin and Ken from Guardrail. It's, it's raining and our landlord has like landscaper people out here like weed whacking. Like, what are you doing, dude? It's, it's raining right now. Wait till it's over. That's like like last week or like a month ago when like the air quality was just like utter shit and oh, like yeah. deadly to be outside. People are mowing their lawns and I'm like, why? Why, why are you <laughs> just making things worse? What, what is wrong with you? Oh uh, my God, yeah. It's good times. You're welcome. Is it just two of you? Yeah, yeah. The rest Maybe. of us are all either working or our, our drummer Doug has had a baby so he's on he's on dad duty right now and wonderful our bassist just started a new job this week so she's uh she's dealing with that and um and then our other guitarist Zach does voiceovers for advertisements so he's uh he's doing that right now so it's just us two that's a lot of fun yeah. that's awesome well welcome welcome thanks for hanging out of course appreciate it let's start the conversation I'm not gonna start at the beginning let's start with diet punk um what made you for this record choose to uh genreify yourself as diet punk is that just like a gimmick for social media and i don't mean gimmick in a bad way but like a thing like a genre title for like to stand out or is there something about the music where you're like this is uh, lesser than punk <laughs> i don't know <laughs> dude yeah so we we've been we've been calling us our, ourselves this for a long time um basically it, it came from just a joke we're always just uh, kind of our just band sense of humor is just we're always just throwing puns and like you know dumb weird jokes like that out and a long long time ago i don't know five years ago maybe um i was writing um i was writing an instagram post and writing out the hashtags and i get to the hashtag you know support local music and then i jokingly put support low cal music like low calorie mm -hmm. and uh our guitarist at the time mike made a comment that oh yeah that's because that's because we're diet punk we have fewer calories <laughs> and uh i we you know we kind of laughed it off and i think i might have put hashtag diet punk on whatever post that was too mm -hmm. and then uh i was like you know like it's got a nice ring to it it's uh it's not saying we're pop punk because kind of every band's pop punk at this point now right but um <laughs> But it's kind of our own our own sort of way of saying like yeah we're 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 pop punk but we're not like sad boy Midwest pop punk but we're not like we're not quite as poppy as like Good Charlotte or, or even like Blink but we kind of are but we're not like punk like Rancid but we we take some influence from you know those kinds of bands Rancid No Effects stuff like that so we're kind of like we kind of pull influence from all over the all over the punk umbrella and sort of combine that into what sound we have today. And, uh, 
and we just decided to call it diet punk because it's just a little little bit of each little one ingredient from each you know nice <laughs> what's what's the the austin power joke right like diet evil just one calorie of evil oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, just one calorie of punk because <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, you could you like you're a band that yeah you could ride the pop punk wave like i feel like there's a p- pop punk resurgence right now or like mm-hmm. with fallout boy back you could be like we're emo like that again and like it would it would fit just as well but diet punk is like its own thing that i don't know does right. that help in like algorithms or just like i don't does it is it just like a fun inside joke or it's, like, it's we it's, like it so who gives a fuck it's kind of yeah. it's kind of that yeah i mean we have t-shirts now that say diet punk that looks like the diet coke logo but it says diet punk we had that on koozies for a while too and so we had buttons with it um i think there's one on my backpack right here oh, no not this one um but yeah i mean we uh it, it's just sort of become our little our little gimmick and um and yeah, it's just it's just sort of our, our fun way of saying this is who we are. We're we're a little different, and it's kind of nice because we're not saying that we are this type of band. Yeah, we kind of our genre is sort of like a joke we made up, so we can kind of fit wherever. Like we've yeah. opened up for bands like the Queers, and then and then also opened up for bands like Enter Shikari, and then opened up for Jarrett from Bowling for Soup, and. Um, some super poppy like, like opened up for like hot milk so we like we're kind of all over the place because we don't we didn't like, back ourselves into a certain genre yeah. corner you know so it's, nice. it's kind of nice 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 let's let's go back in time where both of you grow up we both grew up in schaumburg actually met in what fourth grade fifth grade somewhere it, it would have been fifth grade yeah so yeah suburbs of chicago we both we met in Catholic school um, <laughs> in fifth grade. Yeah, uh, good times. What was uh, yeah. what was growing up like? <laughs> very sheltered, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, both of us came from very similar uh, kind of family structures and uh, just environments, and uh, we we both bonded over. We we said on a podcast recently. You brought it up, SpongeBob, and I brought oh, up yeah. Weird Al. Like those were the two things that we like bonded <laughs> over as like eleven year olds, <laughs> and kind of kind of went from there. And then we kind of just became friends, and we're just drawing comic books together and making dumb movies with our parents' video cameras. And um, you're just talking about music all the time, making our making mix CDs and all this shit. And and then uh, we both got guitars right around like eighth grade. And a few years later, started our first band together in when we were like 16 and uh, like junior year of high school, I think. And we've been playing a band together ever since. Nice. Nice. And this is like a, a lifetime friendship that it's just continuing on. And, and that love for music is what keeps You're the my boy, Blue. there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, uh, if we go back and listen to like the first few especially the first band we were in it's just like wow <laughs> what were we doing but it's still done. yeah it's uh, <laughs> a slow a very slow progression into like i think content's probably the most satisfied i felt like putting music together with especially this group um it just keeps going up and we'll keep riding that upward wave i guess <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You mentioned uh, Weird Al. Uh, got each of you into music? Um, I don't know, man. I've always just been drawn to just the, the music and the, all the Disney movies I watched, and 
I always had like I I hated just as a kid just being in the car in silence. I was always asking my my parents to throw a, a little cassette tape on with little you know Sesame Street songs or whatever <laughs> the hell you know. And so I, I kind of was always drawn to it in a way. And I like you know I I remember I like drew a little comic book. I made a little a little band that was like just three little monkeys playing like punk rock or something like that. Like drew them with little mohawks when I was like eight <laughs> or nine. Like I just kind of, I kind of always was just sort of drawn to it. And I kind of wish I got into music sooner. I was trying to, I was trying to do the sports thing. Cause a lot of, a lot of my friends were involved in sports. So you can included, he was in basketball and stuff, but I was a runt and was not very coordinated and didn't, wasn't good at anything. I wasn't good at fucking t-ball. Like, <laughs> you know, so it was, yeah, it was, uh, I, I kind of wish I got into it a little sooner than eighth grade, but I mean, whatever, I've been a late bloomer and everything. So yeah. why not, why not be a musician? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, kind of a similar, similar story to what uh, Kevin was saying, where I think recently I think my family found like really old home videos, like when I was probably a year old or something and just like, <laughs> slamming my hands on like a little toy uh piano or something just um but i think yeah still (laughs) don't know how to play piano well but uh i think sometime around eighth grade or seventh grade when kevin and i were just hanging out and listening to music more and more often and like (laughs) probably weird al was like the gateway into it's like, oh, these songs are really funny. And then actually finding out what songs he's parodying. Yeah. Like, oh, these are the actual songs. <laughs> and yeah. then kind of slowly expanding out into, I don't know. At first it was like classic rock stuff. And then slowly into like heavier music and punk music. Um, but I'm just, I'll give Weird Al the credit. <laughs> yeah. For the, the music expansion. <laughs> I was first into like pop music. Like my first concert ever was the Backstreet Boys back in like Same, 99. Yeah. So I was super into like that kind of stuff. And then seeing punk bands on TRL, I was kind of okay. like, you know, seeing Blink and, you know, Newfound Glory and Good Charlotte and stuff like that. I've seen, seeing those guys on, on TRL. And I was like, oh, these don't seem like celebrities. They seem like regular dudes. And that kind of opened my eyes a little bit as like a little 10 year old naive kid who was. Mm-hmm still trying to figure himself out. I, I mean, still am almost 34, but you know, it's that, that was kind of my evolution. So like weird Al and like comedy stuff like that. And then the pop music and then just gradually into what we, what, what I am now. <laughs> nice. Nice. What led you both to guitar? Good question. Uh, I mean, Kevin sings. So, mm-hmm. but I, I've never had a solid singing voice or even so I was also just probably terrified to sing as well. (laughs) And um, when I first started getting into, you know, like those classic rock bands at the time, like Blood Zeppelin, Aerosmith, I think I was just drawn to the guitar playing and the riffs and was like, I want to do that. And yeah. 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 I think for me, guitar was kind of just like my stepping stone. I ended up becoming primarily a bass player. Um, and it was mostly because when we were starting that first band, we didn't have, a, there wasn't a bass player. And I was like, uh, you, you had kind of already started the band with a couple <laughs> friends of ours and didn't have a bass player really. Um, and I was like, I'll play bass. 
Sure. I, you know, Mark Hoppus is my hero. Fat Mike's my hero. You know, I, I, that's, that's cool. So I picked up a bass and like two weeks later we played our first show and I, so I only played bass for like two weeks at that point. Nice. We played our first show, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, and I fell in love with bass just cause I, I, I it was such a different instrument to playing guitar. I'd already been playing guitar and taking lessons for a couple of years and then I, I picking up bass. I was like, man, I, I, I'm really f- understanding what bass's like role here is, mm-hmm. and um, I went into that, and then like I started singing just because I was I, I I just wanted to develop a voice to where I could sing backups. Yeah. Um. So I was like in my early twenties, I was uh, delivering pizzas, so I would just practice singing in the car every day when delivering delivering those pies, and I developed a voice that i have now and now i'm the front man i don't know what happened i would went from bass player to to front man i don't know how that happened nice i was, I was gonna ask if there was like a choir at the catholic school or something that you were involved in <laughs> but just delivery pizza no yeah yeah i couldn't sing for shit till i was like in my 20s already so oh man <laughs> um, yeah i i remember recording a, the the best first step to someone who wants to uh, try to figure out how to sing learn to sing is like record yourself to so you can hear yourself because i thought it sounded good and i recorded myself in my car and i played it back and i was like jesus christ (laughs) i I sound like i'm singing from my nose i was like like i was like man this sounded so much cooler in my head (laughs) so i kind of knew oh my dogs are freaking out um but yeah i kind of just was like okay now i know where to go from here so nice Nice. How did uh, Guardrail get started? Man, so we'd been, Ken and I have been playing in bands for a while. We played in a, probably like three three bands or so before Guardrail together. And uh, we just like, they were none of them were punk, really. Um, they were all kind of like hard rock, alternative kind of stuff. And uh, I, my fiance just left, so if you hear my dogs crying, that's why. <laughs> um but yeah, so we we were in this band together, and we were trying to figure out every member of that band wanted the band to sound different, so that band mm-hmm. was starting to kind of just fall apart because of that. Because everyone was writing stuff that just sounded so different, and like you, you can have like like our bands, you know, you know, Guardrail has some stuff that sounds a lot different, but it still all sounds like us. And this other band just it didn't just wasn't working. And then I went to a show. I went and saw the Swellers play, and. Um, I think the bands that were with them were like, I think it was like Lost Years and like maybe Counterpunch. And I was just like, why am I not in a band like this? This is like all I listen to. I just like, as a bass player, I was always drawn to like the where I was needed, you know, which was typically hard rock bands. I was in a metalcore band for a while too. And I was like, fuck it. I wanna, I'm going to write a punk song. So I wrote a punk song. It was, you know, the double time drums. I brought it to the band that we were in at the time. And I was like, what do you guys think? And the other guys were like, it sounds a little, a little too like punk for us. And I was like, Jesus, stick a knife in my heart. <laughs> and uh, so I just posted, I, I kind of sat with it for a little bit. Then I posted on Facebook like a month or two later, like who wants to start a punk band? And uh, Ken, Ken messaged me after he saw that post. He's like, yo, you guys sign me up. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then that, song ended up becoming a song that was on our first ep that we put out called uh the song was called sincerely me and 
that's how Godrail pretty much started. I just had people see my Facebook posts. We we met up at a bar and hashed it out. Um, you know that that lineup of dudes didn't stick around in the long run, but um, but yeah, it's kind of it was kind of a side for fun thing for a while, and then um, yeah, about you know five six years ago, we kind of really started trying a lot harder, and here we are. Nice. Where did the name come from? Yeah, well, we were doing those initial meetups trying to talk about starting this band we we're trying to come up with a name and um i don't even remember like any of the ideas that we had but um the the song guardrail by bayside just popped on my ipod at the time and i was just like it's kind of a cool word yeah so i brought it up to to ken and the other dudes and i was like what do you guys think and they're like well it's better than anything we've come up with so far so and it sounds kind of sounds like it would be like a, a punk rock band so that's fine let's nice. uh let's just roll with that and and we rolled with it. Nice. What led you guys to open your ears? So open your ears kind of found us in a way. So I, um, we, we had an Indiegogo to raise some funds for the, the Yikes EP. Mm-hmm. And um, a guy, Neil, who's, a, who's an internet friend of mine, he he, he's sort of, uh, you know, at the time was sort of working for Open Your Ears, but now he's just like straight up just is one of the guys from, from the label now. And, uh, but he contributed to the Indiegogo. And the, the thing was for, you know, anyone who contributed, you know, gets first listen. So like any of the, you know, once you get the first mixes back, mm-hmm. you guys will get a private link to, to check it out. So he contributed to the Indiegogo. Um, the perk that he bought was, uh, we'll, we'll sing you happy birthday on your birthday. <laughs> so when his next birthday rolled around, we had to send him a video of us singing happy birthday to him. But so he heard that and was just like, Hey, this is really good. Um, do you mind if I pass this along to like the label that I kind of work for? And I was like, duh, dude, please do. <laughs> so, uh, so he did. And, um, that was right when COVID started. Yeah. Like that was March of 2020 was when this all came about. And, um, so we were, we were just going to put a song out on April Fool on April Fool's day. Just to, we put out the shortest song that was on that, that record. And, uh, just were like, Hey, we're not sure what the hell's going on. We were going to release it just ourselves in, in April and things just weren't happening. Um, but I was still in talks with, with Adam from the label, the owner, and, uh, he was saying hey do you want do you mind holding off like i i, I kind of want to come see you guys before i sign you i was like yeah sure man and then like all the shows that we had got postponed or canceled mm-hmm. and, yeah and uh he's like well tell you, do you have any videos of you guys playing live like i really want to get the ball rolling on this because i really like these songs and i was like yeah dude sure so we like compiled a video of like it was probably like a half hour somewhere between a half hour to 40 minutes of like just footage of us playing just and everything we could find we just compiled it and send it off to him he's like yeah fuck it let's just let's do it <laughs> so and and so we ended up signing with them and they've been nothing but great to us
guys just released this brand new record, Contact. Uh, talk to me about the process of writing this record, and it's it's a pretty diverse record uh, in songs. Like, there's some really great upbeat pop pop songs like pop punk like it's all over the place kind of that diet punk vibe of pulling in from everything <laughs> yeah a lot of the songs actually started i think or we started writing individually during like lockdown and mm-hmm. when there was not much else to do right. um, like i i wrote a few of the songs not even knowing if they would be guardrail songs <laughs> it just kind of creative just output when there was nothing else to do and then i sent it to the rest of the group and everyone was like this is cool let's uh let's let's mess with these and then you know like kevin had a handful of songs written or well started and uh same with doug and Alyssa. they all had like the the skeletons of the songs pretty much um and once we were able to all kind of meet up together again and just either jam them out in the practice space or get together and kind of uh, puzzle, puzzle piece them together on our computers. Like there was, it was a pretty long process looking back at it, but I, I felt like a year of that was us not being able to <laughs> completely get together and work on it together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was during the, all those, you know, the lockdown and everything. So like, we were all just kind of, we had times where we were just like, hell yeah, I knocked out like two song ideas yesterday. And then like weeks would go by before another idea came to my brain. Like it was, it was so just emotionally exhausting for, for you know, everyone, you know, yeah. everyone can relate to this shit, but like, uh, but yeah, it, it's funny. Like what you just said, like, uh, what, come to think of it, it was kind of a long process and like, yeah, it kind of was, but it, it, time was like standing still and also flying by at the same time. I don't right. So so strange, but um, see, I think yeah, we had we had a uh, what fifteen twenty songs near completed um, mm. at the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, we That's had like we had like thirty ish ideas, and we kind of narrowed them down to about like. Um, 15 to 20 that were like the most complete or like the best ideas. Mm-hmm. And then we went up to work with Nick Diener, the Swellers, and do some pre-production. And I don't know, half of those songs got totally turned upside down and, <laughs> into better songs. Yes. Which is why we love working with them. Yeah. Um, and then I think we spent another few months uh, just tweaking those songs and I think finishing up vocal melodies and leads and all that. And then we, went, we finished all the guitars and bass and everything here in my place and got, got the drums recorded I think, what, early last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, I think we started in late January of last year. And then, what, June, June of last year, went back to Nick Diener and recorded vocals and... Mm-hmm. And another another year went by before yeah. the album came out. So is, is yeah. that just waiting for vinyl to be ready? I, was, it, was, it was waiting for mixes, waiting okay. for the the label. We we oh, it, yeah. it, intentionally sent out or set out to to put this out like late last year, but okay. 
just like the mixes were taking a long time to get to us and then you know the label wasn't going to just release every you know open ears is a small label they they only have you know a handful of bands and they didn't want to like oversaturate and like have things conflict and put this record out this this week and then two weeks later put out another one yeah they they wanted to stagger their releases and then we finally um kind of hashed out with with their team that early july was i was like i don't want to do any any later than that it's been so long at this point Mm -hmm. you know um and they're just like yeah like after i think i think the last band that put out a record through them was well i know the burden put out a record and um another one down put out like a deluxe edition of their record and then and then it was our turn so we're like man cool let's do it and we were figuring it out they're like okay we can announce it a month before that so we can announce it in june um and doug had his baby in june so his his baby was due or technically actually baby came a little early came in in late may but um silver just weird we wanted to get it out before then so he didn't have to worry about it but right it's gonna work but it was like well what if we put it out in july like by july will you still be good to like play a, a record release show and stuff and doug's like yeah that should be fine so we're like all right that works <laughs> So it kind of worked with our personal lives. It worked with with the, the label schedule, um, and and yeah, and what we were talking about too. They're like, okay, we can announce it about a month beforehand. So we can announce it on maybe like June 9th. Does that sound good? We're like six nine. Of course, that's good. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. so that was that was our plan. <laughs> Where'd the title of the record come from? Is that some commentary on <laughs> the commoditization of music or? Yeah, and it's not even like us trying to be deep. It was just like a, a again a fucking joke that we were like, hey, that kind of has a nice ring to it. That's kind of you know right up our alley. Um, well, we were we were recording the vocals for the song last June. We were uh, one night we we're just sitting around the the outdoor fire pit at the Airbnb, you know, drinking beers, eating burgers, and just kind of hanging out and trying to figure out what to call these songs. Because at the time, out of twelve songs, I think only two of them had actual titles. The rest all had like silly joke working titles like Santa Claus is coming to pound town and uh, nice hole, nice soul and stuff like that. Um, so we were, you know, just looking at, okay, what should we call this song? What do we call this? And we're like, we need to come up with a name for the album too. Fuck. We didn't even think about that. Yeah. And we were just shooting ideas back and forth. And then I don't even remember who said it, but one of us was just like, we should just call it content because we're content creators. Cause we were just talking earlier that day about, mm-hmm. The fact that you know it's it's tough for us to just be a band because you also have to be content creators and you have yeah. to have an on- online personality and constantly like we just today we're talking with open ears about signing us you know making a profile for that threads thing that like yeah, yeah. instagram's version of twitter basically and i was like yeah. jesus christ another one <laughs> but uh so we did uh, one of us came up with that uh, that idea we're just like fuck it that's yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> Let's yeah. roll with it. So so here we are. It's, we are we're content creators. Here's our content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a pain in the ass where it's like, hey, we know you wrote these songs, but now you have to do dumb shit over here on TikTok, or mm-hmm. so people will know about your band, but they'll probably never listen to your music because they're just like watching the dumb shit over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I we have I have some friends of mine that their their label signed to or their band signed to a, a kind of bigger label, and they're just like, yeah, we have like 
a schedule, like a social media schedule. They're like, you have to make this many posts this week and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh man, they're just like, I mean, we're doing it. I mean, we got to do what we got to do. But like, it's yeah. definitely like, oh, it, it takes so much energy away from actually just like being a band, being musicians. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but I mean, luckily our band's kind of silly. So it's a lot easier for us to kind of come up with content to post on our, on our shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I just last night was like, oh, had a funny idea for a video to promote our our record release show this weekend. Uh, everyone, send me videos of your your dogs and cats because I have an idea. So, I mean, you'll you'll see it. I'm gonna edit it tonight. So just like just thinking of silly shit is kind of in our wheelhouse because we're we're a bunch of silly kids. So. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a bunch of your music videos, and it's like, I I think like as YouTube like has risen in prominence and importance to music, like uh-huh. the music video is important. It's like, it's not just like, here's us playing at the club. It's like, here's a story we're trying to tell, even if it's just us acting like jackasses. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and that seems to be a, an area you guys thrive as a band, like the music video and the, the creative side of that. Yeah. The, the jackass aspect, yeah. <laughs> uh, the jackass aspect. Oh my God. Right. Um, yeah. No, I mean, where our our plan for this record is to put out some sort of video for every song, whether it's no. a music video, a lyric video, um, just something that we slap together on our iPhones, or I had an idea of just maybe doing one where we're just eating ice cream and we just put the lyrics on the screen, like just I don't know, just something for every song. Just we already did four of them, um, yeah. so we're gonna just you know every month or so just put out something fresh so that it pops up and we get the people you know back to listening to the album again you know and so we're gonna we're gonna try and do that um mxpx did that for their last record and i was like yeah that's genius we should definitely do that too yeah um, yeah I, I i know for a fact their record that's coming out mxpx there's a video for every song yeah i'm, I'm sure they're keeping that up so yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yeah they're one of my favorite bands either their guy tattooed right here in my arm nice Well, your drummer just had a baby. Uh, that probably impacts touring. What's the rest of this year look like now that the record's out? Yeah, man. So, um, so you know, for the time being, um, Doug's just playing playing our local shows here in Chicago. Um, so he'll be playing our show this Friday at, at Bottom Lounge, our album release. Um, and then this weekend, we're also playing up in Michigan in Grand Rapids and playing in Toledo, Ohio just to kind of round out the weekend. Um, so Doug's not coming with us for anything out, out of town. So we have a, a buddy of ours filling in for those, for those shows. Uh, we did, we did a little weekender run, um, last month where another friend of ours filled in for him. And, um, so we, we have some shows coming up. The, everything we have booked now is in the Chicago area. So we're, we're still, uh, those are still kind of under wraps until this weekend's over. But, um, but yeah, we're just, we're going to try and get, get going and get out of the midwest later this year mm-hmm. um whether it's with doug or with a, someone filling in for him on drums 
Um, so yeah, looking at maybe, you know, October, November, December, kind of trying to leave the Midwest finally, because we've, we've only really toured around here. I think the furthest we've gotten out of here is like Nashville. So, um, trying to make it out to the East coast, our labels based in Richmond, Virginia. So trying mm-hmm. to get out yeah. that way. And, um, even like down, down in Texas and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we're just going to keep, keep playing some shows now that the album's out, we can finally like breathe a little and be like it's out we don't have to worry about this anymore it's fucking <laughs> it's out it's everyone can hear it everyone can hear these songs we can play these songs because so many of them are like ah we don't want to play them until the record's out you know and so now we can finally play everything that we want we can kind of just take the next year or so and just really focus on getting our name out there and getting these songs out there and playing out and so trying to figure that out for the rest of the year to booking tours is hard when we yeah. don't have a booking agent so yeah shit if you have if you're a booking agent you're listening fucking please dear god hit me up <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, th- I think it's super hard too for like smaller bands and more independent bands because like the tour packages are still so stacked and constant people just trying to make up from that lost year and a half of- Dude, tell me about it we were we were trying to do a little weekender out in the Richmond, Virginia area, and kind of just over there. I was just looking for like whether it was there, DC, Baltimore, yeah. even like Philly or something like that. And I get, I had no luck. Mm-hmm. I, I reached out to so many different venues and bands, and we either didn't hear back, heard that that band already was playing a show that that day or that weekend. Um, that venue was already booked. Um, I, I had one venue just say not interested. I'm like, damn, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it was just a, we we I went like a month and a half and just no luck. And I was like, I right, I guess let's just do something a little more local where we have yeah. a little bit more of a relationship with these places. And we were able to do something in you know quad cities and uh, and then in Indiana instead. But um, oh man, it's 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 hard out there. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you guys are focused on on this record still and making it big and not like we're sick of it because these songs are like three years old. (laughs) (laughs) We're stoked to get them out there. I mean, we did a, we did a little like album listen along with, with uh, Shane from Silverstein on his Twitch stream uh, last week, the day before the record came out and seeing people's reactions to them that, you know, people that were just random fans of Shane's or just, you know, people that knew who we were or whatever, like seeing their reactions to the songs that we've never played live and had no reaction to yet was pretty cool because a lot a lot of the songs we were kind of just like yeah we like the song but i don't think it's our best and then um those were the songs that people were just like this song's amazing this is my favorite <laughs> one and we're just like that one okay interesting good to know okay so they get it's always interesting to, to see other people's perspectives on it because yeah. there's there's songs that we think are the best ones and then other people say otherwise so yeah who the fuck are we? We're fucking idiots, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Once it's out there, it's out of your hands and out of your control. Exactly. Up close to the people. Thanks for listening to As the Story Grows. Our intro music was written and composed by Jeremy Hunt. 
The As the Story Grows theme is by Bob Nana. If you like what you hear, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows. Be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on Discord. If you enjoy this episode, share it on social media with your friends. Much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and alive as when I'm diving into a tomb. And now I'm learning as I listen along and the wheels are turning and I started a song. What good word I'm gone? Oh, as the story grows, the more I want to know, the more I want to show you as the story grows, as What's that word?